Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Lowe Tolhurst, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Okay, I'm here. Consequence Podcast Network. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network Thanks as always for making your way here checking out the series uh, Please do hit that subscribe button while you're hanging around uh, I do three new interviews every single week So it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones All the usual spots, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, it's Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, Red Circle, Audible WFPK.org or YouTube for the video versions. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest is Rita Wilson. We're going to be talking about her new album, Now and Forever, Duets. It's an album that finds her collaborating with folks like Elvis Costello, Smokey Robinson, Willie Nelson, Leslie Odom Jr., and many more on a playlist of some of her favorite songs from the 70s. Uh, Rita's going to tell us about what drew her to put the spotlight on that decade. Uh, flipping classics like Slip Sliding Away and Fire and Songbird and I'll Be There into conversations between two people. And what it was like to be on the opposite side uh, singing with some of the greatest artists of all time. Rita's also going to discuss the uh, the LP's connection to her uh, 1995 movie Now and Then and give us a peek into the upcoming Wes Anderson movie Asteroid City. All that and more, we're talking Now and Forever duets it's Kyle Meredith with Rita Wilson. Hi, how are you? First off, let me say uh, congratulations on this uh, on this new record, Now and Forever. It's been such a fun listen. Thank you so much. I'm I'm really happy it's out. You know, you it's like Christmas Day. You you you've been working on something for so long, and then you just you want to give the present, <laughs> and so hopefully. People will find it and listen to it and um, and enjoy it. Yeah, it's fun. And, and let's, you know, for so for those who don't know, you've you've put yourself back in the 70s and it's a duets record. Uh, what 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 was it calling about the 70s? I mean, was this do you see this as your coming of age period, your musical coming of age? Is that what it is? Probably. But also that those songs still resonate. You know, I was thinking about why certain songs from certain periods endure and they stay with you and they still get covered and young people still like them. And you kind of like, hmm, why is that? And I think it's because it was really the birth and the emergence of singer songwriters that came out of people writing for other people. If you look at like Carol King, who was writing in the Brill Building 
for so many people. And then she kind of came into her own as a singer songwriter, Joni Mitchell, Jackson Brown, um, uh, Crosby, Stills and Nash, uh, you name it, they were out there. And they were singing from a very personal point of view. And the only, you know, like when I think of the Great American Songbook, which is, you know, amazing and classic and those songs endure. And I'm like, wow, you know, those people were writing in many ways for Broadway musicals. And what was that about? Writing for a person who's singing from a personal point of view. So I kind of was finding this bridge connection in my mind of why those songs endure. And I, I think that's it. I have no idea. I'm not a music historian, so I cannot <laughs> confirm if any of that is accurate. I thought it was interesting, though. I mean, when you look at the eras, because what this comes on the 10th anniversary year, right, of, of AMFM that you'd put out. Yes. And, and did yes. that have anything to do with it? it no, it, it didn't. It was just, um, I'd always thought it'd be really fun to do a duets album. And I think I lucked out with the timing of being in the second year of the pandemic when we tracked it and recorded it and people were still not touring and they were available to um, be part of the album. So that was kind of great. It kind of worked out well. <laughs> Just happened to be the same, the 10 year anniversary. <laughs> what, what, what attracted you to the duets parts? I mean, why did you, why did you want to do it that way? Well, you know, if you're going to cover songs, you want to bring something to them that hasn't been said before or heard before and these songs are classics and so they've been covered a lot but I had not heard any of them as duets except for where is the love and so um to me it was sort of like okay how do I reinterpret these songs as conversations then you know it's two people talking what are they saying to each other and what songs fit into that sort of template of could this be a conversation between lovers and if you take Songbird, for instance, that is a perfect song that could be vows. Like I imagine, like when I hear a song, I get pictures from them. I'm a very visual, visual person. So I start making up a story in my head about what's happening. And in, in Songbird, I thought, these are two people, they've just made love and they are telling each other these beautiful words, almost like vows in a way. And so that's kind of where the story starts. It's like, oh yeah, that will work. Okay, I can I can see that picture in my head. And with Willie Nelson on, on Slip Slide and Away, that felt like two people that were in a very, very long-term relationship, knew each other very well. And maybe the one was speaking about the other. She's talking about a man, he's talking about a woman. And I just kind of thought that they were obliquely referring to each other in a way, saying it through lyrics as opposed to what they could might say to each other in person. What, a, what an interesting way to to go back and re-listen to songs. I mean, these are the songs you've heard, you know, for 40, 50 years at this point. And, and to get that chance to go back, I mean, was it was, was it a big challenge then to, to sort of, because, you know, you are, you're putting these, it goes from being a singular character to characters. And here are these right. people and how do they fare? Right. Well, and it was also sort of like, okay, you have different duet partners. So you're also looking at what story do they respond to? What, what resonates with them? And uh, sometimes I would give them three to five songs to choose from and say, which one do you think, you know, you'd want to sing? And inevitably, it was usually the one that I would have wanted to sing with them, which was great. So there was something about the connection that was already being established. And um, 
adding like amazing voices, like the ones on this album, I think, you know, I've been asked, why didn't I sing their songs? But I think people sing their songs. So I thought it might be more interesting for them to sing other people's songs, but songs that also meant something to them too, you know, because it's, it's really true that these songs, you know, when you know a song really well, you're carrying it with you from all your experiences and what that song meant to you and what the songwriters were experiencing when they wrote the song. And, and it's got its own history and its own life. So that's all of that is coming with that song when you sing it. So it's very, to me, very reverential. You know, I wanted to make sure that we were doing the songs, you know, proud and um, and making them feel truthful. Did you find that, you know, depending on who you were singing with, you know, as a vocalist, does that change how you even approach the song? Because, you know, you have like, Elvis Costello. I love Elvis Costello. He is such a singular voice, such a unique voice. And he's got a lot of experience in these duets too, but that must have been very different than singing with with Smokey. It's, you know, what I learned through the whole process is that first of all, you choose these people and you want to sing with these people because they are so unique and they do bring in, in, in you know, most cases, a huge history of performing and their own music and other music to the party. And what I loved about everyone and everyone's process was they approached it creatively and whatever felt truthful to them. Like on, when Elvis sings and when we kiss ooh, ooh fire, he leaves out the ooh, ooh and he puts all the desire, all the longing, all the intensity into the word kiss. And he holds it out for a really long time. And then fire is almost like exclamation point, you know? <laughs> I love that. And with Smokey on Where is the Love, he brought all the Smokey with him, you know? All that gorgeous voice and that smoothness and that silkiness. And throughout the entire recording process, this is what was great. Everybody wants to do their best. Everybody wants to nail it the way they hear it in their heads and nothing was taken for granted. And that to me was like, wow, everybody's in the same boat. You know, we all want that every time we, we, we do something that we love and we're singing a song, just like really want to nail this. I really want to get it right. And um, everyone was doing that. And we'll be right back right after this. Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky, in the Midwest, and allergies, yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice, it affects my mood, it affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's, there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. 
It's what I use now, and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Rita Wilson. Well, you had mentioned uh, Willie and in you all do slip sliding away. And I thought when I first heard, it, I was like, how has he never done this song before? Because this, the way you all did it now, it sounds like this could have been a Willie classic. And maybe, you know, that's that's a genius of Willie Nelson on top of it. But uh, it is. But what an incredible version. He loved, well, I knew, I didn't know Willie, but um, my producer, uh, co-producer Matt Rawlings, had worked with Willie on two albums. He won Grammys for Willie's Gershwin album and the Sinatra album. So he knew Willie. I knew that Willie loved Paul Simon songs and that they were friends. So in my research, I thought, is there a Paul Simon song that Willie has not covered yet? And this was the one. And so I was like, wow, that could be so great. And and in the story, you know, just to hear Willie singing something like the nearer your destination, the more you're sliding away when he's almost 90 years old has a depth to it that is very powerful. And yet at the same time, Willie's probably going to outlive us all because he's so vibrant and, you know, amazing. But yeah, it was, it was really um, just joyful. Every part of it was joyful. 25 years from now we'll get to do that's record between willie and keith richards that's, that's exactly <laughs> that's so true and mick will be doing harmonies right now do you do you do you take the chance did you uh did you were you able to reach out to any like reach out to paul simon reach out to uh you know anybody from fleetwood or something like that did you take those moments um you mean as the writers of the song? Yeah, I'd say, hey, I'm going to um, cover this. Like, I don't, I don't know who your I friends did, with or you're not. I, so I, I don't know Christine McVie. I, I didn't, but I, you know, researched the song and I was very much um, enthralled by her process for writing it. She said she woke up in the middle of the night with the song in her head, three thirty in the morning, and she ran downstairs and she put it down, wrote the song immediately at, at three in the morning because she didn't want to lose it. And I just thought that was a beautiful, um, beautiful 
story and, and way to sort of write something. And um, with Paul Simon, um, I, I, I was able to let him know that I was covering that song with Willie and um, I don't know if if he's heard it yet. It would be I'll I'll have to see. I'll have to do some research and see if he heard it. But um, uh, yeah, he, he's just well. Paul Simon's a legend and an incredible songwriter, especially during the seventies. I mean, that's uh, you couldn't. And I could have said that about the sixties or the eighties too, or hell now, but <laughs> but especially during the seventies. And and you know, I, I just brought up Songbird. I, I'm so happy, by the way, that you chose that one. I felt, always felt like that was the unsung hero on Rumors. I mean, because that album is so stacked. Yes, you know, yes. To, to go with that one. Well, sometimes there's um, there's real beauty and power in simplicity as well, you know. And that was the thing on that song with Josh Groban. Uh, I, I just couldn't believe this, but when I asked Josh if he'd be interested in singing this with me, and I had sent him my track, my vocal track, he's like, I would love to do this. He said, thank you for asking me because no one ever asks me to sing like this because they have an expectation of what they want from Josh's voice. And in this, he's just so tender and so, oh, I just, I just love it. It's so intimate, you know? Well, you know, seeing how you've you have tackled, you know, a little bit of the, the decade before this with the, with AMFM and and you like, do you start thinking about that? Like, oh, I could keep this series going at this point. You know, what what does oh, the eighties look like? One hundred percent. You could look at the eighties, the nineties, the aughts. You could keep going, going. You could go one artist. Like I remember, I think it was Ryan Adams did one of Taylor Swift's albums, just covered the whole album. You know, I I thought that was a fun idea. But no, like if I'm lucky enough and this album does well, that I would love to do a volume two of female duets because that material would be really different. It would be very, what what would the conversations be between two women? And that would be really fun to explore. Oh, that's interesting. I do want to hear that. Yeah. yeah. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I will say, and I'll take a second to, you know, to, to mix your careers here because when I first heard the setup for this, you know, uh, now and then is a huge movie around our house. Still, we watch it often. You know, at least yearly or whatever. I think it, it just pops up every now and then, and that's what we're gonna watch. And to me, it's like, so this is sort of like the now and then chapter two to me because of the era. It's like it's I'm just gonna let myself kind of fall into that world. Well, it's so interesting that you bring up that movie because that was one of the reasons why I covered "I'll Be There." because I sing that my character sings that song at the very, very, very beginning of the movie. Right. And I thought, oh, you know, that's kind of like a little, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, an egg or, you know, whatever they call those things. Like if anybody picks up on that. But um, I just love that song because, you know, the Jacksons, the Jackson Five, they were incredible. And that song still, it's still beautiful. Like, uh, a friend of mine once said, good songs stay written, you know, that's a great song and it's not going anywhere. It's there. It's going to always be great. <laughs> we'll always be there. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and it sounds beautiful. The way your voice is perfect in all of these songs, by the way. I mean, it's just Thank you so, so much. Thank you. It's, when they come in. It, yeah. It just, I know, I don't think they're easy songs for a lot of the time, but um, yeah. Anyway, just the compliments on that one. Thank uh, you. And so what else is going on? I mean, I, I saw what, uh, what you're going to be in, uh, you're in the new Wes Anderson movie as well, right? Yes. How yes. was that experience? 
Oh, fantastic. He's so amazing to work with because he's very specific about what he wants. He's incredibly prepared, but he creates environments that are so familial and so comfortable and and so supportive of the creative process that you it does not feel like work we shot that in Spain and every night because of the pandemic and still COVID and all the testing all the actors stayed in one hotel that also was where our dressing rooms were and the set was about five minutes away on a golf cart and every night we would have dinner under these gorgeous arbors on one of those long tables that looks like something out of an Italian wedding. And every night at 8 p.m., we'd all have dinner together. It was almost like being like in a tra like in a traveling show or something with you, like we were a circus and, you know, Wes was our leader and he never missed a dinner. And he was he's a person that's without cynicism. There's something just so pure about him and he is an amazing talent and I would work with him for anything at any time. You know, we hear about those moments as fans where you're like, oh, if I could have been a fly on the wall to hear those conversations. Like, I can't wait for the stories to start falling out about those dinner conversations. That's, uh, <laughs> hopefully so there's true. some good ones. <laughs> totally. <laughs> well, I'll look forward to seeing that one uh, when it comes out. And in the meantime, now and forever, again, this has been such a great listen. Rita, thank you so much for taking the time to talk about it. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. My thanks to Rita Wilson. The new album is called Now and Forever Duets. Thanks to you as well for checking out the episode. Before you get out of here, uh, yeah, hit that subscribe button. Again, you get three new interviews every single week, new and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, all the usual spots, iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, Red Circle, Audible, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, really anywhere you get your podcast from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. And then after that, head over to WFPK.org. It's where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. An hour full of song premieres and music news, anniversary spins, and bonus interviews. Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots, uh, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all three of them, at Kyle Meredith. That's the address, at Kyle Meredith. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. I hope I didn't cut your time short. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. 
A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109.